and welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Hoot. I'm Luke. Ryan, you there? I'm here. And Mr. Benjamin Turner. Yeah, I'm just here doing research. Oof. I'm talking about some data dumping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Loaded up, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> And in case you were unaware, that's about as good as our humor gets. Uh, seconds in, and we derailed like crap. Totally derailed. Um, so this is um, a victory pod. Oh, oh, oh. it's like Can we get the a star. We add a star. Getting um, dirt to add a star to the podcast. Uh, I mean, we had a star on last or two weeks ago, didn't we? Ew. We had Greg Hurst. Hey, uh, but yeah, no, we, we can add a star to this podcast. Uh, we can add a star. I think it, I really think it should be a volt star to the Jersey. Like if I we have a black idea. Jersey next oh, year, I, I brought this up. Should the star be centered over the crest or centered over the owl's head? So the way uh, they have it in the graphics now, I, I think it, I said this to you in a text, Ben, it looks wonky. So what we really need to do is just win another tr- championship, and then they have yeah. two, and it doesn't matter. I yeah, totally agree I'm, with that. I, I'm with that. Um, I'd really like a three-peat, so that way we have one for uh, people, place, and purpose. <laughs> yes, love it. <laughs> uh, all right, so we, we got some news um, before we, we get into what was a thrilling final. Um, yeah, this is news leading up to the game, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so the league awards were announced. Um, some kid won newcomer of the year. Um, His dad seemed really happy on Twitter. Oh, I mean, understandably. I mean, what dad wouldn't be happy about that? Um, being ooh, playing ooh. for an MLS two side and winning a USL one award. Um, ooh, you know, Jamie Tart's dad. See, I watched ooh. the first season. Oh, of, uh, yes. I was actually, uh, you know, depending on when you were going to log on for this one, uh, going to put on, put on the uh, third episode of the first season. Good episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just to get me in that reporter style feel. Uh, <laughs> but, Luke um, Opperman. Luke Opperman, who gives a hoot media. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I need to get better glasses. Uh, yeah, for sure. And hair. And yeah, yeah, I do need better hair for that. Uh, but um, some old Argentinian won MVP. So I got I got a lot of things to say about that actually. Well, let, let let's get to the let's get to the good stuff, and then we can circle back. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and is there one other that I'm missing? Yeah, um, there is. Uh, coach of the year, one coach of the year. Well, I, I mean, we've got we have well, three. Oh no, yeah, there's a there's a goalkeeper of the year, which went to a Akira Fitzgerald. Yeah, because um, the other one you're going to talk about was statistical only. Yeah, yeah, and I, I will say Akira, great choice for that. Great choice for that. Yeah, uh, which we did. I guess we did talk about before about Rashid getting Golden Glove because then we had the conversation about about Joe Rice should yeah, have won that for because yeah. Joe Rice, uh, being a team with no fans, did very well. Um, and then 
We had Defender of the Year, Mr. Damia Villadere. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, only, the only winger that played in the playoffs to win Defender of the Year. I, you know, I, I really I really believe <laughs> he's here, he's there, he's every, everywhere. Via Hey, I'm I'm jumping. Oh no, you ahead. have to go via air on that. Yeah, okay. I, I'm gonna I, jump way ahead, but also USL one final MVP. <laughs> well, uh, you can't give it to also the first guy to get a red card in a USL League One final. That that is that is true. Gosh, that is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But we'll we'll yeah. get to that. We'll get to that a little later. Yeah. So um, you know, this is this is a league that rewards goal scoring. Yes, it is fact. That's true. I I will. I would like to say, Dami, uh, congratulations. I yeah. believe at this point you'll be back in Barcelona. Yeah, as I um, said, the last, uh, last uh, Insta update I saw from him on his story, he was in Amsterdam. So, Yeah, he, he was at uh, Schiphol International. Great airport. One of my favorites. Uh, That's the one you and, almost got stuck at. Hey, there are worse airports to get stuck at. That's fair. It's, a, it's like a 20-minute train ride to downtown Amsterdam. Like, great, great airport to get stuck at for a few hours. Uh, and then coach of the year to James, 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 My voice still hasn't fully recovered, so I'm not going to try and do anything totally. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly why I kept it low. <laughs> but yeah, Jay Mims won uh, coach of the year, which... Honestly, deserved, well deserved, oh, well um, deserved. I, I mean, per- Perlman was up for it as well. Yeah, it, which I mean, I, Perlman deserved the nom for sure. I don't. Yeah, I no, would never take that away from him on the nom. But I just, I, I mean, when, when I you know. look at it full season, Perlman exactly. is well as well as he did through the second half of the season. Uh, didn't come on until we crushed Tucson. Uh, originally right. at Warner Park, um, I believe uh, was it. Uh, what started with a G? Um, I can't remember. Their, yeah, but, I don't remember. The... Yeah. Anyways, their their original coach of the year got canned after we. Oh, kicked John Gallus. Ball. John Gallus. Gallus. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, he he got canned after after we kicked them in the teeth I, at Warner Park. I have Park. to say though. Amanda, their uh, is she their president GM? I can't remember. Her Amanda name. Power, yeah, uh, president. Yeah, but man, uh, was she nothing but complimentary after our match with them and after the final about Union Omaha about our fans and I mean just I think she's really trying to run that organization and turn them into a you know into what we would need them to be, which is another strong independent team. I, I'd uh, have to friend? go back and. And prank partner of the pod, Kalen Fox, was uh, was similarly complimentary. That's awesome. Well, I'd have to go back and uh, re-listen to our early episodes of from this season, but I'm pretty sure I called them as our dark horse. <laughs> they were they were darlings of the pod. They were and, yes, and understandably so. I mean, that organization has so much ahead. Mm-hmm. Um and and with uh, Perlman there, Powers as president, I, I think they've got a bright future, um, yep. and will be real title contenders next year. 
Um, I agree. But Jay Mims, start to finish on this season. Well, and just the guys we get out of here, Harks. Get out of here. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, just keep complaining about whatever you want to complain about. Wait, wait. No, no. Uh, Bad pitch, man. Hey, I'm walking here. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't think I think that uh, I mean obviously the three of us follow this a lot closer um, than a lot of people do but I don't think people realize the effort it takes as a coach to also bring in the number of new guys we did also the number of new guys that took on starting positions in in, in our starting 11 um, even taking positions that existing guys maybe thought they had a shot for Um you know, and, and melding that team together and having having the – we thought last year's team, like, spirit and everything was really strong, but this team just was so bonded. Um, and, that I mean, that has – you know, obviously the team takes some of that responsibility amongst the players, but a lot of that's Jay getting the guys he's getting and motivating them as best yeah. he can. You know, I, I, think, I think in a league like this, or certainly in a setup where – you know, our coach is buying the groceries and cooking the meal. I, I think, how can it not go to him, right? Like, yeah. you know, most talent on the field and best results. Yeah, I, I mean, what he did to improve upon last year, bringing in the veterans he did, but also just the the raw talent, um, mm-hmm. you know, Emir. Connor. I think Luke was about to say Greg. I think he was about to say Greg, but he cut out. <laughs> yeah, well, we can keep talking about who yeah. else he brought in. I mean, I, but think... those, I mean, those three guys right there, you know, I mean, especially Connor and Greg, those are two that are in my mind of they came in and took starting positions. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. Well, and I think yeah. – you know, you you uh, in to take guys like Nick Firmino and John Murphy, who made you know both of those guys made contributions. Oh, uh, I mean, Nick Nick Firmino single handedly rescued multiple points for the team this year. Oh yeah, like, Actually, he absolutely. had he had he had two goals, and each of them brought us from a losing position to a drawing position. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're not going to talk too much about the future tonight, but, you know, hopefully with those guys, Jay's thinking toward the future. Yeah, Nick Nick was a big impact player in pretty much every game he came into. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize Uh, he made the bench 29 times. He basically was on the roster every single game. Yeah. Yeah, the the only – times where he didn't shine quite as uh, quite as bright as when he was a starter and, um, well and i i mean i you know i would have said the time that jay put him and poncho in as strikers yeah was also a notable yeah. time but uh, you know maybe uh, the only black mark on coach of the year jay mims is what one other name i did throw out there uh before i cut out is kevin yes yeah, yeah. because i I do, or after I cut up, uh, but I do not think Rashid would have grown as much as a keeper this year without Kevin there. I agree. And, and just seeing uh, after the game, the celebration the two of them had mm-hmm. uh, on the win, 
those guys seemed like they had just connected extremely well. And from everything I'd heard, they've been pushing each other both all year to be better. Um, And having that, that kind of guy as your backup who can be a mentor to you Um, having played at top flight uh, throughout or I think he played uh, top flight Colombia. Did he also play Venezuela or just stay in Colombia? He was just in Colombia. Yeah. Okay. But still, I mean, you know, and yeah. on top of that, I, I kind of laughed. Uh, I don't know if you guys got the chance to listen to Walkin' 90s pod before um, before our uh, the final. But, you know, they were they were giving – they gave us the the whatever, the point or whatever for, for keepers and saying that we had the better keeper. But they thought they had the better set of keepers, like rotating them out. And hey, j- just going to say, one of our keepers um, – won an international game against Canada when he was a U-20 international, U.S. international. The other one gave up seven goals to China. <laughs> well, and that was, I mean, that's the thing is, like, even though Kevin only started, what, a handful of games, if something horrific had happened to Shido, he got injured, whatever it was, he couldn't play for some reason in that final, I would not have felt apprehensive about having Kevin back there. I mean – do you feel no, as he's no, com- he's no Keppa as a backup? I mean, he's rock solid, right? Yeah, but he would. I mean, he knows the team well enough. He's been back there enough to to call out things, to have the communication that we we wouldn't have lost much. And as we talked about with why Akira likely gets goalkeeper of the year over Shido is because we had such a great defense in front of Shido. That same defense is still going to be in front of Kevin. And I know we're going to talk about this game, but. Let's be honest. The defense balled out against Greenville. And if Kevin had been back there, he wouldn't have been seen anything just like Shido barely saw anything. So, I mean, it's just – all this going back to say, Jay, did, they did the work. They did the research. He brought these guys in. But he also did the important work at during the offseason, during the preseason, throughout the season of keeping these guys gelled and making sure guys were getting the playing time that they were either promised or hoping for or whatever it was to keep people happy. And you could just tell, like, with that trophy lift, yeah, everybody's excited to win a championship, but everybody looked like they were there for each other. Oh, and uh, he sent his top assistant uh, to a new job in February, hired a new True. guy, and they lost another member of the staff midseason and replaced yeah. him. Right? Like, yeah. like that's yep. – 67% of the non-JMIMS front office staff turned over yeah. after the first of the year. Well, I mean, we've had Bobby on the pod. Mm-hmm. Let's just say if JMIMS ever fell into a coma, God forbid, we'd be in safe hands. Oh, yeah. We'd I mean, be that's... in stylish hands, too. Oh, yeah. No, no. I mean, I've seen Bobby out and about. Yeah, he knows how to dress. He does. At the after party, he was uh he was talking about to somebody else again about how he chooses where he's gonna live in whatever city based on the closest yoga studio he thinks he'd like. And I was just <laughs> I just smiled. I'm like, I love this guy. <laughs> does his hot yoga right across from uh, the after party? Yeah, I mean, he's the guy. He's got it. Um, uh, all right, all right. I I think that. That breaks it down for, you know, the... That's all the stuff that happened leading up to the game. Yep. So, Saturday, November 20th. 
Yeah, that's starting twenty twenty one thirty. Um, a to a League One final record crowd of five thousand two hundred twenty one people. Mm-hmm. Union Omaha conveniently won. mistypoed in the league's recap. Hey, I'll take that extra three hundred. I'll take that extra 300 people if they want Adam. Hell yeah. Uh, but Union Omaha beat the Greenville Triumph three to nothing. Like a rented mule. God, that still sounds <sighs> great to hear. Say, say it for me. Say it for me, Ryan. They beat Greenville Triumph three nil. Three nil. Down a man. <laughs> <laughs> so. Obviously, the boys came into this one looking to win. Um, you know, you know who you know who came in uh, turned up to, uh, let's say eleven. Damian Vieira, Evan Conway. Because uh, he wears the number. I, I I I know I know I wasn't going to give him the satisfaction of that. Yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, already, he already played that joke on me once. So. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, I didn't remember who I said it to. No, it's okay. It's good. I, I went with it. It's all good. Which means he's been saying it far too often. Uh, yes. Only twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so Evan scored, what, three goals in the playoffs then? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, two, uh, two, in the, two in the semi and one in the final. And, But, I mean, before Evan scored in the seventh minute, we had – uh, so Dami off the post. Mm-hmm. Greg a shot on goal. Uh, did Evan have a shot? Evan had a shot uh, just before, I believe, as well. Like, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't super close, but he had. Yeah, he had an attempt. I don't I, think that one would have counted as an on goal, but it was definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we did we did what we did in the Tucson game, and we did what we talked about in the middle of our summer, uh, in our indifferent era in the summer which is we come out absolutely flying like right just like and put a tremendous amount of pressure and get that early goal our 10th of the season our 10th early goal of the season yeah so uh and if i know you didn't do the rewatch but if you're during the rewatch when you you don't have to call me out like that that's fine i barely watched it back i just watched the highlights which were the goals I was like zi- I was zipping through just to watch the goals, but right before Evan scored, uh, Dami's going down the wing, and he, he said, "He said something to the effect of uh, Union Omaha likes those early goals. They've scored nine so far this season.'" And then Dami's cross goes over. Greg makes his little like half-hearted attempt to go at it, and it falls. I mean, it just comes right to Evan's head. It's a perfectly drop right to Evan. Uh, and there was no one on Evan. His run, his run on the back post. Like when you've got a guy like Evan and a guy like Greg up there, you need to be marking both of them. And the fact that they left Evan wide open on the back post, like, come on! Did you see the body language after he scored that goal too? I did. I mean, at least the at least the keeper, and I think was it Pollock that was uh, yeah. supposed to be on the back post. Yeah, Pol- Pollock Pol- was the closest to him. I mean, it was Nebraska just a native. Head- yeah, Nebraska native, Lincoln native. 
it wasn't just a head drop. It was like a head and shoulder slump. Like the whole body just like went down like, oh, what did we just do? And I mean, as they, everybody kept touting and, you know, on different podcasts and different leading up to the game, even their little video uh, they did beforehand, um, you know, where they did pre- they previewed the game from the league standpoint. They were say- talking about how the- these guys haven't given up a goal since late September, wasn't it? Something <laughs> like that. Well, they gave it up quick, though. Yeah, and they gave they gave that up quick. But you know, it's like, but but for a team that hadn't given up a goal for so that long, for their body language to change that dramatically, just I mean, drop was stunning to me. What rewatching it back, obviously, well, I, I think in part it's such a like. It was such a amateurish job of defending, right? Like, and I mean, I think you got to give them credit, right? They but, came in with five games without giving up a goal, but like that's that's the kind of thing you'd think you'd see against an MLS two side, but, right? But like ben, a bunch of guys who are fifteen and haven't played together. Ben, remember that was the best defense in the league. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but when you put uh, four guys, I'm counting right now. Uh, when you put four guys. Uh, on the ball, actually six. So there's six guys covering uh, Damia and Devin, which is fair. That's probably a good number to cover them. And then uh, a goalie and Tyler Pollock to cover Greg and Evan. You know, the best strike partnership in the history of the league. Full stop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I, it, I mean, it's just – it was definitely – what I don't know, a lapse, whatever you want to call it, but it was definitely a breakdown that I didn't expect to have them. I, I mean, I was saying before this match, we're going one one, we're going penalties. Like I there was I had no dream that we would win this match the way we did. Yeah, I, I was not expecting to win this in ninety. No. Um but no, I was expecting you know, some sort of you know, we make a mistake, right? Sort of mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Which well, we didn't do a whole I, lot of I down think... the stretch. No, no, I, I think I, I, every day everybody got their shit together after that Madison game. Yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, as, as they should have. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know if they got the hairdryer treatment or not, but uh, I don't think, I, you know, I, I don't think this team needs that, right? Like, I think we've talked about this a lot. Like, this is a team that knows their job. And, like, you know, I'm sure every person on that pitch that night knew how badly they sucked. But anyway, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree. <laughs> yeah, no. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it was just yeah. It it was an interesting thing, but you know, it's also. I I said before the match, we get an early goal. I might relax a little bit, and I lied to myself because I could not relax when we scored in the seventh minute because I kept thinking, "Holy shit, we have so much more time left in this game." And I know how Greenville can be, which is they can turn it on. And a lot of times they'll do that. Even if they give up a goal, they'll just turn it on like it's nothing and go down and get one and equalize not too long after. Um, right. Well, I, I liked I liked that we were never chasing the game, though. Like, I felt yeah. a lot of confidence because we weren't going to have to go chase. Yeah. Uh, Jay, Jay understood the keys to the game. Uh, he controlled the field. He understood the assignment. He – yes. <laughs> John Hark uh, John Harks did not. Uh I will will say um Evan played this game a lot more physically than he should have. <laughs> oh man, was he amped or what? Holy yeah, God. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, you, you made me say he was turned up to eleven. 
Yeah. I, I will say <laughs> there it is. That that say first it. Say it. that first yellow on him uh, was bogus. And he said as much when I talked to him after the game. Because um, um, in, in much harsher words that I'm not going to repeat on this podcast yeah. because I've already said the S word once. Yeah. Uh, from from the angle, if you were in the stands or on the berm, it was very much. They were both going for the ball, mm-hmm. and from the the TV angle, it looked as though Evan tripped uh, whoever, whatever Greenville player. Whereas it was just a tangle of legs. Yeah, no no contact on the ball. Um, and like a foul there would have been harsh but a yellow was just obscene Dude, not, it, not to it say very, that Busio Evan... got a very similar yellow this weekend uh when i watched his match his uh, in spain i was like very italy. similar yeah or in italy yeah very s- similar uh foul where it's like and they were playing in rain so it was a little different but like very similar like he kind of slid or lost his footing and went through the guy and you could tell he was trying to stop and if the pitch had been dry and it, that and this is where I will agree our pitch wasn't great. We know it wasn't great. We understand that a baseball stadium, they made a bad decision to replace the sod when they did. But it's one of those things like Evan kind of – it's when the sod's that bad and you're sliding in sand a little bit, sometimes you have to take that into account when you're when you're an official. You can't just assume that the guy had the intent there. Yeah. Uh, Evan – did go on to make some things that should have been yellows. Yes, very true. And I think the and, ref and he got, realized. He, he got lucky. So I, I confirmed this with Evan and yep. other people who were on the berm. But the ref had a yellow card out for him in the 60th minute mm-hmm. and realized he was about to send him off. And, and I, I think it's tough because in totality, if he's a midfielder, he probably gets away with that, right? He probably doesn't get sent mm-hmm. off. If the game is closer, he probably doesn't get sent off. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I think, I think overall for him to be gone, soft. For him to get a yellow in the game, reasonable. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think this. I think his second yellow. If we're gonna stay on this track, I think his second yellow when he got it was because he kept going. Like it, it, it was, was very clearly. Right? Exactly. Yeah, it was very clearly for persistent infringement. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was soft as hell, that last one. Yeah. Although, but he did make quite the effort to get over there and uh, and push from behind. It wasn't a hard push, but it wasn't like he if, was. If there if there wasn't if there wasn't the hand on the flat of the back, yeah, it, it would not. It wouldn't have been even foul. But yeah, and and that was enough on as crappy as our pitch as our pitch was mm-hmm. uh, for for that to go down. But, now, I will I say, mean, considering uh, one, he's scoring one goal every 96 minutes, which is roughly one goal a game, uh, and, you know, I'm fine with it. I'm fine. Yeah, with the it. other thing I will confirm, because Ben and I were talking to Evan at the same time, as we started talking to him about the second yellow, he looked at us and he goes, yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> he goes, "He goes, I was being stupid. I shouldn't have done that. So, I mean, as, as Ben said about the Madison match, these guys know how they play. Evan understood. Like he knew he was, he should have been more careful being on a yellow. He got it. 
you know, and when he said that, it was kind of one of those, eh, nothing more to say then. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to drag you. you I get do it. think, I do think he is a little proud though, to have that record of the first <laughs> uh, person. I mean, when you win three, nothing, it's fine. Right. Like you don't feel bad about it at all. Yeah. And uh, I think he should be proud about it. I'm proud for uh, it. I, I will say there's something to be said about having a, a card record. Like it, it, yeah. it can be a very good feeling. As someone who yeah. hold, or at least at one point held one, uh, I, um, let let let's get back to let's get back to some goals. Yeah, I can't. I honestly can't remember if this was if this was first um, goal or first half or second half. First half, we were up two 0 at halftime. Well, uh, but no, no, oh. Dalton was denied yet another goal. Oh, I can't remember when that was either. I think I think that was I think that was second half because I yeah I think, I I think we, were, okay. yeah, we were already up yeah okay but no so, it was true. Uh, Greg's foot was in the perfect spot at the right time uh, for the second first half because uh, Dami Boyce Doyle had worked their butts off to get there and Greg just perfected his number nine placement and just held out his foot and it just went top of the net. Like, pretty sure it hit his shin guard. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, I'm pretty sure it's off his foot. I've, it, I've been watching off, it while it's off we're his on foot. the spot. Either like, way. It, it he's got was... to get, get credit for get, getting open there Yeah, and and being able to turn the ball in. That, yep. that was in. perfect perfect nine positioning. That's why, that's why we brought him here to yeah. score goals just like that. And I'm pretty sure – I think Luke and I talked about this because Greg talked, talked to us about it not, and his parents did. I think it's the first time he scored a goal, professional goal in front of his mom. Like uh, with I, her in the stands. Yeah, I think I, – I mean, Greg will correct us if we're wrong, but yeah. I believe that that was what he said. Um, I, I think everybody was a few, few beverages deep um, <laughs> when those facts were coming up. I don't know what you're uh, talking about. Uh, I had no. nothing to drink there. <laughs> that that is that is true, Ben. You did not. I, I refused no. water as well. <laughs> I um I will say much though, to my chagrin the next day. <laughs> you know, if your if your parents are coming all the way from Scotland, staying here for two weeks, not only did you uh your team win a semifinal match super convincingly so that their second weekend here for part of why they came was to actually see you play in the final is happening. But then you also score in said final is a pretty amazing moment for him and his parents. How, so. about, how about the fact that we had seven players score over those three games, over those two games? <laughs> two games, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well, and that we have looking at that, but then looking at the fact that our two strikers have over a dozen goals apiece on the season, mm-hmm. like. Because where was Evan at when we went into the playoffs? I want to say he was at 10, and he so ended at 13. 13. And Greg he got one, so he got his 14th. Was that 14? So he got his 20, 14th, yeah. 27 goals between our two strikers. I mean. Yeah. And then you and figure that's, in. And that's one of those guys played, like, a third of the season. And, and Dami had Evan Evan scored at a rate of one goal every 96 and a half minutes. That that is ninety six minutes is what people use to approximate one game for statistics. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, 
Dami Dami had seven by the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emir had three or four. Would we end up with like ten? Would we have ten individual goal scorers, like different goal scorers this season? Which is, I mean, that's similar to what we had last year. Yeah, but, but yeah, the different in the playoffs. Yeah, but the difference this year too is it wasn't just that we had that many different; it's that we were scoring bunches of goals. I mean, we ended the regular season with what forty-four goals scored, mm-hmm. and we added nine to that. <laughs> well, and. I- if we count all of Dalton's disallowed goals, I mean, we'd be like at 50. I told, I told Camille after the match, cause she came up and said, I saw her in the parking lot and she's like, it happened to him again. And I said, it has to happen to Dalton. He has to have the record now for the most goals that didn't actually go in of any player in league one history, because they, I said, and the only goal that he actually would have counted was in a game that got rained out. So it doesn't matter. Like I said, don't worry about it. It's a, no, it's no. a record. That that game got sarpied out. Sarpied out, yes. This, but it was just it was funny though. I was just like, come on, poor guy. I unfortunately the, the camera angles aren't great enough to see um whether Greg was fully offside because the offsides wasn't on Dalton. No. It was on it was on Greg for uh, interfering with the play, uh, but honestly, I'm not a hundred percent sure Greg was. So, I mean, I, I, and it's easy to say this as the winner, but it's like we were up two nil. Like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but I, I, I would have loved it for Dalton, but I wanted Dalton to get a goal this season. He he yeah. he, he did, and, didn't he get one? He got one against uh, Toronto. No. No. Yeah. No. Almost every one of his goals have been. He, he got one last season. But he did, not, he did not get a uh, allowed goal this season. As, as Camille says, Dalton, and Dalton says this about himself, always the bridesmaid, I have, I have, never the bride. I have, I have the date correct. I have the game correct. I remember because I had my first I had my first interview that day for the job. But uh, <laughs> anyway, he scored. He scored one. Okay. Still, don't always, believe it. Don't almost believe it. Always the bridesmaid, <laughs> never the bride. It was very difficult of me to hack Google to say he scored, but I did it. So I'd like some credit, please. <laughs> nope, no credit. You had a bad joke, and you've used uh... it again and again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, but, but yeah, uh, Greg's. I mean, Greg's goal. That I mean, once it went off his foot and uh, into the roof of the net, I, I think all of us on the berm kind of looked at each other like, "Is this real life right now? Like, what is going on?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, that was. I I I was not expecting a second goal in the first half. That wasn't against us. Uh, much let alone something that was it, I had, it looked like chaos from the the berm end but yeah it in the replay it was just such good positioning and again one of our strikers was not marked yep yeah, well he, he just wasn't properly marked the guy's pretty close to him in the I mean, it's replay, just, but, but you're not so, you're not draped all over greg hurst in the middle of the box Come no, on. no, exa- exactly. Right. How can he be standing there in the middle of five guys? Yeah. 
Like it's like like he's about to order a burger cooked in peanut oil. Anyway. <laughs> yep. So I I oh I saw the ball go in, but I didn't see who kicked it because I because for whatever reason with record attendance means record bathroom closures at Warner Park apparently. Jesus. So oh, don't, don't to... forget uh, record uh, stadium entrance closures as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, record food outages as well as what I heard. Yeah. Uh, um, Marty, Marty even missed Evan's goal because he was still trying to help people get into the match. He said on, uh, on the radio yesterday, he's like, I heard it, but I missed seeing it because I was still getting people through the gates. Like, oof. Yeah, they're apparently still 20 minutes into the game, uh, there was still a line. I had friends who waited 30 minutes to get in. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So they almost um, missed Greg's goal. <laughs> no, nah, 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 they were here plenty of time for Greg's goal. I almost missed Greg's goal. I just saw the ball go in. But anyway, it was pretty great. Um, I, I, it was great to see that both of our strikers in a final – Guys that really have carried us through different points of the season when they needed to, when droughts were happening or guys weren't playing, for both of them to get a goal in the final was is kind of poetic, you know, in some way of just like you don't get that a lot of times, and not every striker gets to score in a final, so it was cool to see. Well, and and, and to me, the symmetry of th- those guys scored both scored in our first game at home of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We played Tormenta. Those are the goal scorers, and it, like, you know, it kind of felt yeah, like book ends it's, it. it's going to be like this. Are year, you right? saying it, Union it Omaha likes symmetry and goal scoring in a season? I mean, it, boy, it does it ever. <laughs> <laughs> boy, is that ever our jam. <laughs> it definitely didn't happen last season at all. No, no, no. And then, uh, you know, who else but the person who scored the most important goal of the season to score the, you know, the third? Yeah, it, it, exactly. Well, hey, before we get to that, I have a so I, we Burma and Burman's always tough, and I didn't actually watch this part of the replay. Uh, like I said, I fast forward quite a bit, and I th- forgot about it till just now. But at halftime, uh, Hunter and I went over, and uh, you know we had some people in riot uh, folks from uh, from Greenville were in friends of ours. We were we tailgated with them before the match. We just went over, say hey, see how they were doing during the game. Obviously, they were down. Um, but they kept telling us that they thought Rashid should have been off there towards the end of the first half um, when everybody when they all thought they should have had a penalty. So, Luke, what did you see when you watched the replay? Like, so Rashid being off, yeah, they, they thought well, they thought he should have been like gotten a red card. Oh, like, so not playing the, anymore. Where where they think the leg flipped up, kicked up, yeah. Um, the replay has four different angles. And there was no contact. Okay. Like, uh, I from especially where they were they were sitting, um, I it certainly would have looked that way. But uh, Devin Kerr and Josh Eastern, um, one one Omaha boy, and mm-hmm. I have no idea where Josh is from. Um, rewatching that, and they were showed a lot of footage around that. Um, that it was there was no visible contact from all their angles okay. they had. Well, and I, I'll give I'll give the Greenville fans credit that were there. They all said to a person, well, except for uh, Nikki, because she was just like, "You need to leave." Um, but that's how she was <laughs> the whole match. But um, 
but all, all of them to a person, especially Andrew, their president was like, look, even if we get the penalty there and we convert it, we're still down two one. So it was like kind of one of those, like, it's not like it fixes everything anyway. Um, yeah. Now, had they given a red card to Rashid there and Evan, you know, who knows the game would have played out differently anyway, but Evan got, I mean, then we would have been down to nine guys, which would have been insane, but I, I, I'm glad that a referee ref- is never going to get no. so involved in determining the outcome of a final that there are nine guys on the pitch. Unless well, and they're also never going to get involved. Absolutely to, has to be right. Less hands yeah. are thrown. Yeah. Well, and, and especially in the 42nd minute of a game where, and of a final and to get to, to send a keeper off that's on the ground that a foot may or may not have gone up and may or may not have made contact. And it's iffy. No ref's going to make that decision that early in a game well, that can turn the final on no its ref, head. No ref is going to make that decision in this league in a, a regular season match, right? right yeah. Like this, th- there's such conservative refereeing in this league, right? Like we're going to err on the side of caution every single time. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. I, I, that's true. We, we've we've seen one or two <laughs> soft ones given. But for the most part, even the soft stuff that we've won this year was a classic penalty, right? Like keeper takes out the legs of a of a striker. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, I and and so like a trailing leg it's just hard to see that happening in any game without VAR, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, don't know. I mean with with four angles that they had, which is amazing that it <laughs> Apparently at League One Finals they have four angles. Right. Yeah, I know. Well, and they upgraded uh, the quality of the cameras too. They did. Oh, yeah. They did indeed. And and having a color commentator, geez. Like I, I felt like I was watching. For my money, I'll for my money, I'll still still take Ross Davenport solo. Hey, met met him at the tailgate. Cool dude. I, he, uh, I can't believe Ross. I didn't get to meet him. I can't believe I didn't get to meet him. I didn't know he was gonna be there. I would have made an effort. Yeah, um I'm I'm disappointed I didn't actually at like an introduction so I could give him crap about uh, calling uh, called me over. I would have given him uh, a big firm handshake for his incredible what's up with that reference Ooh. he threw in a few weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. I, I don't remember who called me over, Luke. It was one of the Riot members that was talking to him. They're like, Ryan, this is Ross. So, yeah, he's a super the, cool guy. Ross, d- disappointed because um, – you know, Ethan Vanacore Decker uh, being uh, JP Skears. Um, never going to live that down. Never going to live that yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's what happens when you call the games from your own home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for for the sake of keep keeping this going, and since I actually have to go into the office tomorrow, uh, I got a six a.m. bike ride. But you know, that, that's on you. Uh, that is on me. <laughs> I, negotiated, I negotiated it back 30 minutes, so I was very proud of myself. As my wife says, Ben, those are choices and decisions that you made. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I had, to, I had um, to bully the guys I ride with, but, you know, it worked. <laughs> so, as I said, sake of expediency. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's tell six stories uh, about what else we have to do tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Evan gets... A, uh, gets a second yellow, uh, about seventy second minute, seventy third minute, um, somewhere there. It was eighteen minutes left to play. Um, 
I'm amazed Jay didn't make a sub right then and there. Are we though? Are yeah, we? I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I, I mean, it's well, Jay Mim. He doesn't listen to the pod, right? Well, we can still have him on in a few weeks and me want a birthday. Well, I, I mean, it makes sense in one aspect because of the two players you have on the field, you know, having two strikers out there. You yeah, lose yeah. one, you still have your entire midfield, you still have your entire defense. Exactly. But then, what's that, 82nd minute, 83rd mm-hmm. minute, Toby comes on? Yeah. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. Like, do you make that, should you make that step earlier anyway? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like we, we had some guys on the bench who are good enough players that 20, 30 minutes of play would have been totally fine. Especially with five uh, subs. But at, at that point, anybody who gets burnt out, they're not playing the next week. You don't need to rely on them. So. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. Well, and uh, I, think it, I think it comes down to, you know, that like Jay worked long and hard to find the best lineup for this team. He had everybody healthy at the right time. Yep. Right? Like, I, yeah. So, so you take Greg off and put Amir on, and then you're going like a, a zero or a – Four five zero, like I, I, I like. No, I, like, I, I, I definitely would have kept Greg on, but I feel like uh, throwing Toby on for like Connor or or someone, someone in the midfield, like mm-hmm. one of our more or Devin uh, right away, because I mean Toby being a defensive midfielder by trade. The, the I mean, Toby for Faraday switch. Which happened a few times. Yeah, is is definitely an odd one, but I think we won every game where he did it, so I have no complaints. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely no complaints there. Um, And you know, as much as Toby had had some injuries throughout the season, um, seeing him being able to be versatile used, um, what was really great. Comes on you know, for for Faraday. Uh, Faraday's armband goes to Connor, uh, as has happened a couple times this season. Um, still, still love to see that go to Rashid. Uh, Jay likes giving it to the oldest guy in the pitch. I, I, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I, uh, that's no disrespect to Sosa or any or Connor. It's just that's well, they, they both. With- Sosa, where I admitted that I doubted that he would become captain, and I admitted how wrong I was. <laughs> well, they they both have won championships before, correct? I believe so. I forget who Connor had won one with, but I believe he did. And Sosa, I believe, did as well. Um. I mean, they had long careers, so and played for a whole I mean, bunch of clubs. Here's the thing: but, you bring Connor Doyle in. And we've talked about this before, but you bring Connor in to this team because of the experience level. Yeah. And so, yes, you're going to give the next one of the more experienced guys on the pitch the armband. Yeah. Um, at that at that moment, and I'm I was I mean it, it's a logical choice. Uh, but at the time. To- Toby comes in. Um, Shortly thereafter, Greenville has 
an almost goal. Mm-hmm. What? I couldn't see it. I it, in the rewatch, as close as I could tell, the ball did not fully cross the line. I, I'm sure there are some Greenville detectives out there who probably use the enhanced function um, numerous times, which we're not getting into that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do we have a time on this? I want to say 84th minute. Enhanced. Enhanced. Thank you for getting me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, I got it. I got yeah. it. Okay. I got it. Appreciate you. Runner reference, but uh, yeah, I, 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 yes, only, I only know that from Super Troopers myself. <laughs> well, it's my second Super Trooper reference of the day because uh, somebody apparently they my company makes fruity pebbles syrup. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I thought you like seen, uh, someone getting intimate with a bear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's only, it <laughs> it's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. Uh, yeah. right, right now uh, right now um, but I believe that was 84th minute and again though, or no I no mean, that, that must have been later because it was pretty quick after that that we turned around and got Toby so maybe 88 89th oh I'm gonna but, but let's be real hey, okay so let's, talk, let's, let's say talk Greenville about gets Let's say Greenville actually gets that goal, right? Mm-hmm. Which okay, let's say let's say they give it to him. You're still down two one with six minutes because we we know that we got five minutes of stoppage time out of at the end with six minutes left and uh, against a team that rarely gives up more than one goal. Yeah, and and it, it's and if everything played out the same as it did, two minutes later you give up a goal, the third goal anyway to Toby. So it like. I don't know. Again, if everything if everything ends the way everybody wants it to, should it probably is two two at that point because they think they should have had a penalty. But you know, it, that's one of those things. That's well, like, and, well, okay, you know, if, and if it's not in a baseball stadium and if the grass is better, yeah. and like, well, but here's my other thing: like, Greenville converts a penalty in the first half and it's two one going into halftime. We play the second half differently than we played it the way we did going into no. Yeah. If they get a goal Absolutely. in the 89th minute, we probably play those last five minutes a little bit differently. So it's one of those things that's like, it's... Yeah, Blake, it's Blake Malone Slate. comes on, right? You, you know what I mean? We play five in the back. Like, I just... I I get what Greenville players are saying, and I'm going to say this because I know myself. If the shoe was on the other foot, I 100% would be like, we should have had a penalty there. That that was in. That should have been a goal. Even if it doesn't matter, we should have been given that because it's the principle of the thing. And I get where Greenville fans are coming from. But if you really step back from the emotional part of it and you look at it, it doesn't change the outcome of us lifting the trophy, in my opinion. You know, I even said to Luke after the second goal, I said, how many times do you see Greenville have all 10 of their outfield players up past the halfway line and their keeper was about was outside the box. I mean, that doesn't happen very often. That's how desperate they were to get a goal even in the first half. So, I mean, I, it, and they still, it would have been one of those like fluky things if they would have got it. Oh, that should have been a penalty. Or not. Okay. And as we know, getting the penalty doesn't mean you're guaranteed to convert it. No. Yeah, exactly. It's not 80% chance. I, I, I mean, I think, I think 
it, I, I think if our team had played like Greenville had played, we'd be frustrated that we played badly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not like, you know, two teams played hard, right? Like, and, you know, it was like a late winner that, that broke the game open, right? Like, right. it was very much Greenville just never seemed to have it together. Like, I remember saying to people in the second half, like, this is ugly soccer that's getting played right now. Well, yeah. Greenville's never played pretty soccer. Yeah, exactly. It was particularly ugly second half. Yeah, they, they did not come into this looking their best. Any... It's interesting though, because and may, I don't know Tucson didn't either. And is it because they? I don't want to. They're professionals. You played 120 minutes. Were you really that tired coming to Omaha? But like Tucson clearly didn't show up for the, the semifinal. I mean, the the only thing I could think of would be, is it cold? But I got Greenville, Greenville played. I got a it was 42 degrees in Greenville when they played against Chattanooga. So you can't yeah, tell me you, you weren't ready. Ryan, that's great research. Well done. Oh, you, I, you, yeah. I looked it you up. You know well. the 42 degrees there. Uh, <laughs> it is not yeah, man, the same. Saturday as... was nice, though. It was 50, 50 plus. It was beautiful well, on Saturday. And they have two Nebraska boys on that team. Come on now. You get soft oh. real fast, though. You get soft oh, yeah, real you fast. Do. But, yeah. no, I, I looked it up, Ben, during their semifinal match. I was like, Man, a lot of those a lot of those fans look cold. So I pulled it up and I just like and I was like, oh, it's forty two degrees in Greenville right now. Interesting, but yeah, I mean, you played a semifinal in colder temperature wise weather. Now, yes, your forty two degrees feels a lot different than probably our fifty degrees. But I was just, I don't know, man. I so I got a I got a theory. I got a theory, and this was suggested to me by one Mister Greg Hurst. That the the team tried their hardest. Our team tried their hardest. Yeah. And found found that extra gear that they had, you know, been hiding for just this. Well, yeah. I'm sure it also played into it that the last time we played Greenville, we lost. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why that belt that is exchanged between Parliament and the riot added a lot more miles to its carbon footprint. <laughs> like I, I'm about to change the name of that from the big green belt to the carbon atrocity belt. But... <laughs> the, anti, the anti-green belt? Yes. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, how much did that mean to the players? They were on the freaking podium looking at a uh, League One final trophy and holding a that belt that was a supporter. I mean, I mean that's, that's always the dream, right? Like what I heard when the belt was first conceived, I don't remember who I heard this from, but whoever it was said their dream was that someday the two teams played off in a final and the winning team went for the belt before they went for the cup. And that's exactly how that would happen. It I, didn't, help, I, didn't hurt the, uh, that somebody handed it down to, uh, to Greg Hurst. <laughs> hey, I, I mean... That was definitely a a good addition to this final. The fact it was it, it remains such a good rivalry. Um, yeah. The teams play very hard against each other. Uh, the fans, um, as Elliot Barr of River City '93 um, 
and uh, I, I'd tag him on like the league, but uh, I, I can't do that in a digital medium. And I can't remember if it's Yogi McLovin. Yeah. Anyways, find him on Twitter. Good guy to follow. Um, calls it El Petico. Yeah. Anything, really we're, anything we're involved with, though, really is. <laughs> yeah. But, no. Um, Greg. We just got one more goal to talk about. Yeah, we, we got Toby's goal. Um, he bounced it is, off his head. Like, that was, that was a good goal. Mm-hmm. Um, something that just kind of capped off Toby. Uh, he had a, had a rough season last year where he wasn't able to play most of the season with us, wasn't able to train um, really with he, – he was not a, really a transfer from a club. He, the, the club in Kenya, I believe, had gone into financial straits and uh, he'd been – they'd essentially released all their players for a short yeah, there's time. There's zero chance we paid for a player, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, especially last year, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard, I've heard the stories, but there's, I do not buy it. Well, yeah, no, it could, we, yeah, yeah. We, let's stop. We, we let's move on before I say things. Yeah, I agree. yeah. <laughs> we, we, we didn't pay for him, but he, he couldn't make it over here because of COVID for mm-hmm. no nine months. Yep, shows up late. Uh, is starting almost immediately. This comes into this season with a uh, injury in preseason. Um, came back for like a game, re-injured himself, and you know didn't start the season off great, but had been benched a little bit in favor of of some of the other players. And I mean, in the final, he. Came on as a as a sub late in the game. Yeah. Um, what well, when I saw him after too, uh, when we saw him later on that night, I looked at him because we weren't far from where we first met him, Luke. When we met up mm-hmm. with everybody after, yeah. I just said, "I said, can you believe it, man? Like a year, you know, a little, a little over a year ago, we were we were all just meeting you down over there, you know, down the street, handing you a scarf. You stepped off in cold Omaha after coming from Kenya." He's like, he's like, I know, man, it's crazy. Like, just, <laughs> I think he just, he's one of the happiest guys, I, I think, on the team, just constantly has a smile on his face. And he does what he needs to do. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, he just, he, he's still learning to be a professional. I think there's some of that with, uh, with the preseason stuff and coming in a little nicked up and, you know, he still goes 110% all the time and he's learning to, you know, you got to do a little bit of everything throughout the off season and not just come in at the start of the season and try and go full bore, um, you know. And sometimes yeah. you learn hard lessons. But I, I'm proud of the kid. I'm happy for him. It's amazing that he got a goal in a final. And, yeah. I, I mean, he when he came on, he was – it was not a shift to defense because you're not subbing Toby for Faraday as a defensive sub, which when we're down a man would have been the smart choice is, you know, throw, throw on Blake, um, you know, maybe throw 
uh, I mean, do do something to shore up our defense. Mm-hmm. I think it does like, shore up our defense. I, I think. Well, I think, it offers, I, mean, I think it offers a like you know it offers a different combination of like the same skills in different proportions than you get with Faraday. Well, for for sure, but I mean, Toby being by trade a, a midfielder, right? It, you're you're yeah. looking at it with more of an attacking mindset. Uh, well, I yeah, and I think fresh legs and <coughs> sorry, ooh, uh, I, I I do think Jay's been developing him as a right back. Like we've seen yeah. him a few times there earlier, and in part because we don't have another right back on the roster. Yeah. And I mean, every time he's played there, it's been fantastic. Yeah, yeah it's really. gone well. <laughs> um, scores a beautiful goal, mm-hmm. at which he worked for almost entirely himself. <laughs> uh, yeah. A good throw in, but the work he did to to get that in and that shot, uh, you know, just at, just fantastic. Yeah, it looked great. Uh, worth worth going looking up. I mean, all the goals are, but I'd say that was the prettiest one of the three. Um, yeah, I mean the one the one disadvantage we have in the berm is Luke. Would you say it's goal of the week? <laughs> uh, I think sorry, we have three Ryan. of those. We have three. Sorry, of those. Ryan. Continue. Continue. No, I, I, so the one disadvantage we have in the berm is when goals are on the other end, they're really hard to see, so you have to watch them back. And about 95% of the goals that we see on the berm end, we also have to go back and watch and see, even though it's closer to us, because when they happen close enough to the goal, you can't see over the wall enough to see what actually happened. All well, we know the berm, is and the berm was so crowded. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I, usually I just rush down to watch. I couldn't do that tonight. I like 10 people in front of me. Yeah, no, get, getting up there at the end of the game to, to hand the belt down was uh, – I, I like didn't shove a kid out of the way. But... It was an adult. Yeah, I, yeah. I a little bit of space opened up, and I like I like was just like boom, right on it. Yeah, yeah. Once uh once I got to shake a few hands, I got out of there because it was a little much. Uh, people yeah. crushed for me. Yeah. Um. Toby scores. We're up three nil. Five minutes. Five six minutes stoppage time. Um, Emir comes on as a time wasting sub, but also <laughs> Emir's really good, so not a bad opportunity if you want to go for four. Yeah, I love Emir. He's he's fantastic. I'm uh, hoping he's back next year. Uh, no, it'd be we're, not talk- we're not talking. We're not talking that this week. We're we're not talking that. Uh, that that'll be the next pod, but um, you know, There's obviously, not a on this. well, that's not true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, obviously the score score line held three nil, and the sigh of relief, the sigh of relief. We won that cup. Oh like, my God. The emotional cup. release that happened uh, on the field, in the berm, in the stand. I mean, it is. It's you, crazy. You, you just think that you felt the stress level of the five thousand people there, yeah. like, and you no, know, good three thousand of them have been following this team since day one. Mm-hmm. Just it really it, oh. 
you it was something everybody had wanted and then done. You would think that this team had been around for a decade and hadn't won a title or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was just one of those, like, emotional releases where we, you look back and you're like, wow, this team is really – it's only been around for two years, you know, as an actual team. And we had that kind of an emotional reaction to it. But Yeah, yeah but I think a lot of that – I think – I think a lot of that is uh, the the pandemic, and yeah. a lot of us have, you know, I I think some of it is like if if we'd been bad from the beginning, sure. right? You, you know, maybe, but like we got we came so close last year and didn't get a chance. So I I think there's a lot of reasons that it was more emotional than maybe a, a second year club should be, and because you know for all of us like it's not just the two years that it's been a club two and a half whatever it's not just since may 1st 2019 you you know on may 1st 2018 we all wanted a club here right like we all wanted to be able to do this yeah so for it it to deliver at that highest level I, i think that's thing one and then thing two for me that made it so much more is like we really don't know what's going to happen. And the contract structure mm-hmm. in this league is such that we know this could be it. Like literally none of the players could be back next year. to be a whole new group of guys. Right. Really? And like. Absolutely yeah. terrible. And they need to do better at contracts, not only just because to help the players out, but also help the clubs out because clubs need to take market so they can actually pay their staff and pay their mm-hmm. players. Um, oh, we got to look, we gotta, looking we gotta at you, Charlotte. This one over, looking uh, at you, Charlotte. <laughs> we got to talk about this one over a much longer pod, not, you know. Well, well, uh, this will th- probably be a series on the blog. Um, the only other thing I'd say to that, though, is about the emotional side. And I've said this for a long time. One of the best parts of this league is the, our ability to get to know these players, mm-hmm. these professionals that you don't get at a higher level. And, and if you want to read more about people who feel yeah. that way check out our blog post on wgahmedia.com nice but or, I mean, think of just the personal connection we have i think that also adds the emotional outpouring it's not you're a bunch of guys that put on a union omaha shirt it's you're my friend so and so i've hung out with you i've had beers with you i've done that you know some of these guys yeah. in the off season they stuck around and they come and hang out and go to different parliament events or different fan events and you know, they've gotten to know the community really well and fallen in love with some of the, you know, the city. Uh, you know, Nikki uh, Sosa posted a thing about Omaha and how great it's been, and Nikki commented on there, and I said, I, I replied to hers, and I was like, Omaha loves both of you because, like, they've they've become, like, people of the city now. They're just not yeah. just players that show up, you know. Absolutely. No. I remember when I was in Colorado – you know, what I thought was really cool about that was, like, I remember seeing Connor Casey, like, one night when I was getting ice cream. He was, like, walking down the street. And it's like, whoa, you know, Connor Casey's in the same neighborhood I am. And, like, that's cool, right? Like, that's that makes it accessible and neat and interesting. But, like, this is, this is a whole other level, right? Like, Connor Casey recognized me occasionally, right? Like, that was, like, the coolest thing that happened. Here, like, multiple players, like, know my name and like you know know my kids from like uh, you know know my life and i know theirs and like that that makes it a lot more special 
Well, I, I mean, it was amazing, um, you know, having players that are, are no longer with the cu- with the club uh, that played last year, um, who, you know, put the time, put the the effort in uh, to help build the culture here. Showing up on the berm and cheering with us for this squad, um, yep. going out after and having the guys really just embrace you as you know, more than just a fan. It, it it's it's something you're you're definitely not getting at almost any sports level that's professional, fully professional. Absolutely. Um, and I have a I have a really cool video. I happen to be standing next to a, a player who fits that description when the play uh, when the players came by, mm-hmm. and like watching their reaction, like seeing their teammate was was awesome. No, I, seeing them after the game with those players, and, and heck, um, throughout the season when you know we played uh, Richmond, who. Uh, former Union Omaha player Nate Owney plays yeah. for Richmond. Uh, seeing him out with the with the players and uh, you know just that sort of camaraderie and uh, where where everyone who'd been involved with this club is with each other is just huge. Um, yeah, I, but we've won one, yes. What about second? Hmm? We need a second star. Oh, gosh. You got to balance it out. It looks dumb with just one. Might not even buy any one-star merch. Okay, wait. Time out, though. Uh, I just thought about this. Don't – now, I just – I'm new new to following clubs that put stars over things, but um, don't they typically – Don't you typically – all time. Yeah. No. But don't you typically – Put the second star above the first star, so really we have to wait. Like we'd have to wait longer. No, that's so not how. It, no, no, that, no, that's not, not not how it goes. I, I'm okay. currently wearing a a jersey for a team that has three stars, um, and they are just next to each other. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah, their it, most, it's but a, it's their a, most recent one. At five, they get bigger. Is my understanding. Gotcha. I thought uh, like. Well, this, like the year after when you won the second one, for some reason that new one was on top. Well, so, so I don't know where they do this. They did. They stopped doing this in MLS, but they used to do a Scudetto, where you wore a special patch the year after you won that mm-hmm. recognized your championship, and then you put a star. But I think they've mm-hmm. stopped doing that. They're going straight to stars. Gotcha. It's just easier. But all right, I've got one last question for y'all. Um, but before that. Uh, if you want to see our interview with uh, Gary Green and Jake Edwards, uh, go to our Instagram. I think that's WGAH Media, at WGAH Media. Uh, if you want to read reactions from the WGAH staff, I'm air quoting that <laughs> very, very heavily. <laughs> the, contributors, the, the contributors. The contributors. 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 Okay. Uh, go to WGAHmedia.com. Um, for continued coverage throughout the offseason on both fan culture, expansion news, player news, uh, club news. We'll we'll have that all there. 
We're gonna have um, a ton. I, I'll tell you guys, Rich and Brian are working on some sort of crazy project. And there, there's gonna be, um, you know, fairly regular pods as, as much as we we feel like we're gonna not annoy you with our voices without giving you something worthwhile to listen to. Uh, we will do uh, throughout the off season. So, on that, the final question for y'all. Who giveth a hoot? We do. We do. With a star on top. Hey. hey.